Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. I'm Jeeva Lang, and today I want to tell you why I wish the Chicago Cubs still had its curse. Here's the 0-1. First, let me take you back to November 3rd, 2016, Cleveland, Ohio. It's late, almost 1 in the morning, and the Cubs' third baseman, Chris Bryant, throws a baseball to first baseman, Anthony Rizzo. The Cubs win the World Series! Bryant makes the play! It's over! And the Cubs have finally won it all! And in that moment, the Chicago Cubs prove that curses don't last forever. They live and then they die. Good afternoon, baseball fans everywhere. This is Bill Slater with Al Helfer and Bill Corum greeting you for the Gillette Safety Razor Company as the Chicago Cubs and Detroit Tigers get ready for the deciding seventh game in this thrilling 1945 championship series. The Cubs' curse began in 1945 when a scorned tavern owner allegedly uttered the words, them Cubs, they ain't gonna win no more. The Cubs had not won a National League pennant since the curse was bestowed. They also hadn't won a World Series title since 1908. That's a year for every stitch in a baseball or feet there are between the foul ball poles at Chicago's Wrigley Field. And despite our mortal efforts, once a curse has been bestowed, there is not much you can do but wait it out. Curses have power, the power to bring entire cities of people together, to give fans something to live for, to draw an audience of 40 million fans and onlookers who just want to witness a sliver of the magic that comes with breaking free of something 108 years in the making. But shattering a curse has consequences too, and some of them are bad. A sports curse is a special anointment, the mark that separates a truly damned franchise from the rest of the teams that are just regularly bad. Curses allow you to believe that there is something divine, or perhaps diabolical, behind your year after year disappointment and misery. You and yours alone have been signaled out to endure this suffering. You can map your family history by the close calls of the home team and the utterances of, there's always next year. Of course, it's only natural that when curses finally end, there's excitement, pyrotechnics, screaming, crying, smashed cars, and smashed champagne bottles. But after the celebrations die down and the parades are over and the new season starts, you're suddenly indistinguishable from the rest. Occasional winners, occasional losers, curseless. Maybe it is the human love of narrative that makes the closure of curses so disappointing. Granted, they are not disappointing from the start. Everything to love about baseball is in that electric moment when the ball zips nearly invisible from Bryant's hand to Rizzo's outstretched glove. But the aftermath is shutting a book. At some point, the W will be pulled down, only to be raised again another day. The cycle keeps going. Winners win and lose, but what makes losers special is that they keep on losing. True losers never win. Until they do, then they're just like all those other winners. The Boston Red Sox know something about the mundanity that follows a broken curse. The team also had a World Series title dozens and dozens of years in the making. Their curse began in 1919, when the team sold Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees. Finally, in 2004, blood was spilled down Kurt Schilling's ankle, the Bambino appeased, and the Red Sox finally had their victory after more than 80 years. The Red Sox shattered their curse because they were the best team, and then they kept being the best team and kept being the best team. 
And when you're the best team for long enough, it gets boring and people stop caring. At a certain point, you just become the team that everyone loves to root against. We just so happened to be in the golden era of curse breaking. Another team from Cleveland quenched a drought last year too. The Cavaliers took down the unstoppable Golden State Warriors and won the first professional sports title in Forest City in half a century. The Cleveland Indians would have been the icing on the cake of the city's broken curse, the one-two punch for the long, long-suffering fans. Instead, the burden of being the team with the longest time since a World Series title has been passed on to them. But in the end, baseball isn't about curses. Baseball is about the uncertainty, the hope, or possibly dread, the fact that all of this is out of our hands. As the 2017 season gets underway, Chicago's story has already faded. It joins a dozen other stories of perseverance and achievement and making baseball magic happen. But now it's on to the next narrative, the next hard luck team. Like the Mariners, perhaps, who can't even make it to the playoffs, or the Texas Rangers and Houston Astros and San Diego Padres, who have all been around since the 1960s and never won a title. Or the Indians. They have been without a World Series title for 68 years. And, if you ask me, that's a story worth being a part of for as long as it lasts. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. As a thank you for listening to this episode, we'd like to offer you four totally free, non-commitment issues of The Week magazine. To get those, visit theweek.com slash for free. I'm Jiva Lang, and thanks so much for listening.